0: Safety, dependability, and power. Chevy Silverado isn't happy unless the work is hard and the day is long. No wonder Silverado is America's number one best-selling retail pickup truck. Go to ChevyDriveChicago.com and put a Silverado in your toolbox. Trust me, this hurts. It stings. It's not fun. Whether it's a big loss or a close loss to us, it's a loss. It's the WGN Radio Football Podcast.
1: It's Herbert. Sticks the nose down
0: and gets in. Touchdown, Chicago. And it's the rookie striking first. Fields looking in zone. Wide open. Touchdown, Move. I think I
2: should have played better. Um, I didn't play as well as I wanted to. I think the drive before the second half ended. I think we should have got points right there. So that's on me. I just gotta play better for my teammates. Here's
1: your host, Kevin Powell. Well, it was a classic Aaron Rodgers-led Packers victory over the Bears 24-14 at Soldier Field. Bears kind of sorta hung around, made a few plays to keep it interesting, but in the end it was Aaron Rodgers prevailing. Over the Bears. I'm Kevin Powell. This is the WGN Radio Football Podcast. Appreciate you uh, tuning in after a Bears loss. uh, Overall, this was very much a Bears Packers game where you kind of have some hope. Fingers crossed, maybe this is the one where they can get past Rodgers, but then no. Rodgers scores a touchdown late. He then screams at Bears fans something along the lines of still owning them and he's not wrong. It's been going on for a while now. This is the same Bears-Packers game we've seen plenty of times where you have hope, you hate the Packers, you don't like Aaron Rodgers, but Rodgers, the most talented player on the field, and he gets it done for Green Bay. Overall, I thought Justin Fields looked pretty good. I, you know, They they did lose a little momentum, and, and this was talked about at length in the postgame I shouldn't say at length, but everybody seemed to have the same thing. Where it did kind of derail the momentum. They had an impressive opening drive, scored a touchdown, and then they moved the ball again. And Fields and everybody watching thought he had a free play, and he heaved one deep into the end zone, and the Packers intercepted it. Uh, here was Fields after the game.
0: I mean, I saw him jump. Uh, after he jumped, I
2: saw Sam snap the ball, and um, you know, I threw the ball downfield. Morning, a Robbie, go down the middle. And then we picked it off. I was confused on why there weren't any flags on the ground. So, I mean, I don't know if the refs just missed that or didn't jump outside or what.
1: So they had the touchdown early, the touchdown late, and then kind of in between it was just this inconsistent uh, offensive play. They have been running the ball lately, which is a good sign. They had 140 yards on the ground, 43 of those coming from Justin Fields' scrambles. Khalil Herbert stepping in when Montgomery and Damian Williams uh, down. He went 19 carries, 97 yards and a touchdown. He had a long of twenty-five. So there were some promising moments in this game. And look, like how are we all viewing this season? Uh, how are you viewing it? I think everybody on game days, like you get into fan mode, right? You want to watch the Bears win, but grand scheme of things, this is really about Justin Fields and making sure he can develop into a into a franchise quarterback. And look, some of these throws he makes, like. We never saw them from Bears quarterbacks, and I know the bar is so low, so you don't want to necessarily just judge them based off the horrible play of Bears quarterbacks. But like he's throwing some some throws like right on the numbers. He's he's obviously not afraid to take shots down the field. To, you know, sixteen to twenty seven, one hundred seventy uh, four yards, touchdown. That one interception that was. The whole situation was, was weird. Um, it was clear the the Packers were off sides, and everybody was thinking free play, and that's what you see from quarterbacks, and it turned into a turnover, and Packers and Rodgers, of course, on the next possession drove 80 yards for the score. So, um, I, I don't know, maybe I just am, am so uh, trained at this point to just expect the Packers to crush the souls of Bears fans, and... Uh, I don't know. That was kind of the case in this one. Bears are three and three. Very difficult stretch coming up. They're at Tampa in a week. I did check in though uh, with Mark Carmen, WGN Radio's Mark Carmen. He does pre and post game with Dan Hampton and Edel Bradovich, and those two were fired up after the sh- after the game on the show. So after the um, after uh, at the end of post game pods, I play sort of a best of from from Hampton OB. So that'll be uh, after my conversation with Mark Carmen. Joining me now is Mark Carmen. I still own you. Not you, Carm. Aaron Rodgers still owns the Bears. He owns the Bears fans. He let it be known that's how he feels after he sealed it with another touchdown. I don't know if this one stings all that much just because we've now been conditioned to expect this sort of game. I mean, it's just like Bears kind of hang around, and then Aaron Rodgers does Rodgers things and puts the Bears away.
2: I got to be honest, this one got me a little bit. I don't know if it was the over excitement that Hamp and O.B. were feeling before the game, that, you know, first place was on the line, that Justin Fields, who I am rooting for in a big-time way, was, you know, had the opening drive and things looked great, and then they come back and they make it interesting, and then, of course, they can't get off the field and Aaron Rodgers uh, gets in the end zone running it in and says, I own you, but... This one hurt a little bit, KP. It was a little bit of a dagger, I'm not going to lie.
1: Yeah, and there was the lair of, you know, Justin Fields making his first start against the Packers. Um, Look, they came out and they looked great offensively. I, I, I don't think Fields was bad. I don't think he was great. But I will say this, that he still continues to show flashes That definitely warrants the excitement and the buzz that's building around him uh, in this town and in the NFL. Because some of these throws he makes, they're frozen ropes. I mean, he's putting it right on the numbers. He's making throws that look easy that we haven't uh, seen very often from Bears quarterbacks. And And I will say, that interception, like, everybody thought that it was a free play. Like, literally everybody watching, everybody in the stadium when when there was no flag, everyone's like, "Wait, wait, wait. What's going on here?" Not really on fields that interception, but it did feel like after that it, it was a momentum killer for them.
2: Yeah, a bunch of them said that afterwards. Of course, you were out there covering that the momentum shifted on that interception, which it was it was clearly the Packers were offsides and it was clear the fields knew that and so he took a shot, which is what you're supposed to do. However, the Packers got the ball on the twenty-yard line. I mean, it wasn't like it was a pick six, so the momentum change part of it. I'm just a little confused as to why it was so deflating, uh, which just makes. But it, hey, when you're playing Green Bay and they're a better football team, uh, I guess you, you need everything to go your way, and in that and in that play didn't, and there was, I guess, just some upset around it. But he listen, he has his moments. He also is holding on to the football too long and the Bears can be doing, I think, a better job of putting him in positions to win. But overall you see a guy who has the talent to do this. So that's good you know, you know one thing I noticed, Skippy, you know that um, I think he can do better. He's very flat footed at time in the pocket. Do you notice that at all? it's, it's he doesn't it, his feet uh, you don't you don't want dancing feet, but he just seems a little stagnant to me at times at least so that's I think that's one thing that he can work on but he's, he doesn't lack any confidence and the arm strength is there and the competitive fire is there and I really love the drive and you you get the handoff up the middle and it's a touchdown to Herbert and the terrible holding penalty and they just plowed right through it and got themselves back in the end zone. So that was particularly impressive.
1: It was. And it does feel different with fields out there, at least for me, where like I was like, yeah, you know what, maybe this is the this is the X factor the Bears have needed, an actual good quarterback. And this is not an X factor. Every team needs that. But it's like you just look at this dominance of Aaron Rodgers and the Packers and how the Bears just have not been able to stop him. Nobody really has. Um I, I, I was encouraged by what I saw from Justin Fields. I will say this, that I thought late in that game there were some times where they could have done more to help Justin Fields with protection and things like that, where they're running some deep routes, and they got to him. It was interesting. Fields was asked after the game if, um, and I thought it was a good question because I was kind of thinking the same thing, where there were a couple moments where he looked like he was about to get out of the pocket, and he was he was like ripped down from, from the edge where it looked like he really was going to have some room, and he was caught. And he was asked after the game, like, you know, are, are you still getting, are you still adjusting to the speed and quickness of and the size of these players? And it was towards the end of the presser, and he he answered with like a firm no. So I don't know, <laughs> see, which, but I thought it was a good question because there were a couple moments there where I'm like, oh, he's got some daylight. Next thing you know, he's getting he's getting brought down. But overall, I will say like. It's been night and day with Bill Lazor calling plays, and the commitment to the run is very encouraging. Khalil Herbert, 19 carries, 97 yards, over 5 yards per carry. Um, I think what Bill Lazor's doing is clearly much better than what Matt Nagy was doing.
2: They look better. It just, it's still confusing, though, to me. Like the, the first drive, they look amazing, and then you don't see a drive like that until the very end of the game. Yeah, And I, I don't... Well, there's a lot of talk about momentum, and Hamp backed that up. It's, it's a real thing, and that he's, I think he said it's everything. Which I was surprised to hear him put it like that. But you know, it, at seven nothing, it felt like they were—I don't want to say the word unbeatable—but it just felt very strong. Mm-hmm. And then. By the time we got to 10-7, to 7, maybe I'm just living too much of the moment here, it felt like they they had no chance of winning the football game. That it was Fade Comp played the Packers were just better and they were never going to stop them and the game was over. So it ended up being in the middle where they did get to a one-score game late and unfortunately the Bears defense couldn't step up and Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers and he owns us. Which, By the way, I passed Mastro's on the way uh, out of there
1: today. Now whenever I
2: pass Masters, I'm thinking of Aaron Rodgers. He owns me, KP. <laughs> I
1: owns me. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it's just uh, the never-ending uh, nightmare for Bears fans, this Aaron Rodgers. Do you think this is his last one in a Packers uniform at Soldier Field? I listened
2: to some guys from Green Bay talk about it, and they put it at a 50-50, so they would obviously know it better than we do. I tend to think it is that they're going to have Jordan Love out there, but there's a lot, like I saw your tweet, that, hey, you know, it'll be great to play Green Bay when they don't have him. I like playing him. No, it makes I'm... it fun. It's a huge challenge. They just have never had a good enough team to beat him, which is the annoying part. It would be it would be sweet to defeat him, but we haven't been able to do it except for what now I think we're what five and twenty one against five and twenty two, whatever it is. It ain't good.
1: Yeah, I mean, it would be cool if like during all of this there was you know somewhat equivalent to a franchise quarterback for the Bears. So we had some. Some awesome quarterback play and some head-to-head matches. But it's just been dominance for the Packers, Car, I'm like, I'm tired of it. I want to see the Bears consistently beat Green Bay. I've never experienced that in my lifetime. Yeah, that's
2: now 40. Since 92, they've lost. With Farvin Rogers, the Bears are 15-45. and 45. Is that good? I don't think that's very good. So that is an extended, extended time frame. 1992. How old were you in 92?
1: I was about three, Carm. You were three. It's been a rough go for you here, KP. It has been rough. <laughs> um, can I get one other thing off my chest here, too? I know this has been talked about at length throughout the entire season, but the taunting rule that nobody nobody wanted, it came out of nowhere. Of all the issues plaguing the NFL, they went this route, and it's it does, I'll say this, look, the targeting calls and quarterback uh, roughing the passers, like those, can be very irritating at times, infuriating at times. But those are designed with the idea of player safety. This this taunting rule does nothing to benefit the game of football or the NFL. And, and we saw it again from the Bears. Which look, you can go the route with this too. Discipline. You you got to keep in mind that they're going to throw that flag. I get that. That so it's it's on the players as well. But like why do we have this dumb taunting it, it It's driving me nuts, Carm.
2: I'm with you 100%. Mario Edwards needs to control himself, which he has not shown the ability to do in week after week. And it's just a bad rule. We're playing football. Guys are going to say something to each other that makes it more fun. It it doesn't mean that it's going to escalate into anything. And if it does, then you can eject players from football games. It, it, It certainly doesn't mean that. Your quarterback, who they don't want to get hurt, is going to get hurt because Edwards and Rodgers are jawing at each other, and then he's going to just completely go off off the cuff and try to kill Rodgers in a different way that he was, what he you know already wasn't trying to do. So I, I don't. It, it doesn't. I, I get what they were trying to do, but it, it doesn't add up, and it just takes away some. At least for me, part of the fun of watching the game.
1: It does a little bit. Uh, it's football; it's high emotions. Uh, any other thoughts on this one, Carm? Before I let you go, I, I know it's, it sounds like it's stung you a little bit more than they. I guess I just want to go into a Bears-Packers game. Like that's exactly what I anticipate. Bears kind of linger around, maybe give you some hope, and then it's just Aaron Rodgers puts them away. Uh,
2: the, the formula was uh, run to a T today. I'll just say this, and I hope he's he's all right. And it's three weeks to the bye week. So, maybe I'll just miss uh, a month's time. But I was on the rush with our friend David Kaplan, who's leading the Chicago media pool. Are you in the Chicago media pool? I don't think you are. No, nah, I'm not big time um, enough for that, Carm. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Good decision by you. But so, you know, Cap and I were arguing about Akeem Hicks and him coming back from a groin injury. And I don't know if you ever had a groin injury, KP, but. I have, and they are debilitating, and they do not heal until you let them heal. So rushing him back out there on a big guy like that, it was never going to work. And so now he blows out his groin, uh, he's hopping around out there, and I don't know if he'll even be healthy in three weeks, but it was just foolish to put him out there as much as it's football and if you can go, you can go and all that mentality. You're you're, – they were playing well up front. They had the luxury to let this guy get healthy, but they let themselves just get excited about the Packer game or let Hicks talk him into it, and now you're going to be missing him for a while. I, I, I really hated to see that. It was just too bad.
1: Yeah, it's interesting you brought that up, and and I had, I saw you tweet about it, and I was thinking the same thing. Like, the dude had missed game. He had missed some Practice and I'm like he's gonna go. I'm like all right, it seems like a short stretch here for a groin injury. And he got to Rogers and he pulled up immediately. I'm like that that does not look good. How would you uh, suffer the groin injury, Carm? Is that a tennis injury?
2: That that was back in the hoop days, and <laughs> I, I had to grind through uh, the injury, uh, KP, to play shoot the ball, which was a great three on three tournament. <laughs> but it was just, it would just get weaker and weaker and weaker. And I I was I was playing hoops and like. They somebody just like literally just touched me like barely anything, and the whole thing gave out because there was just nothing left. And I was look, I and that's what it was, and I had to do rehab and the whole thing. <laughs> wow, it, it was it was not going to heal unless I gave it the requisite amount of time off, which I think was like two months. I'm like, this dude's got a groin injury, and anyone who's ever had it, they know you know how brutal it is. You use those muscles all the time to walk; they're impossible to get rid of unless you are very, very, very. Uh, Intentional on on handling it and playing football is not going to get the job done. So it's just too bad. I mean, he, I, I love Hicks. He's a, been a warrior for him, and he should have been put in a better position by the franchise.
1: By the way, good to I see Cole Kmet get involved a little bit in the passing game. Four catches, yeah, forty nine yeah, yards. Yeah. I, I, we had all been talking where the tight ends at, of and and you know he, he he was noticeable today in the passing game.
2: They should have taken more advantage of the Packers' banged-up secondary, particularly mm-hmm. using the middle of the field, which they started to do late. And it was good to see Komet. Houska. His concentration abilities are strong, right? One of the balls that he caught down was not a great throw by field. It was behind him. It was high. and He caught it. and He, he takes the blow. He looked good. Very good. All
1: right. You're on your way to another family dinner. Is your brother in the car with you right now, Carm?
2: We got uh brother Dave Carmen belated birthday dinner tonight uh along with the other members of the Carmen family October's big month of uh, birthdays in the Carmen family It's like Christmas in October here on k b <laughs> what
1: um, what's on the menu what are you going with uh for dinner tonight uh, well
2: we're, we're we're knocking down uh, a de uh Fred Carmen enjoys this place because they don't uh, do the automatic uh twenty percent tip for the big party. Fred gets to choose his tip he likes that option uh. <laughs> I probably I don't I uh, as I said it's not my one seat deepest car but they do do a good job so I'm probably looking at a cedar plank salmon perhaps uh, yeah that's I think that's what we're doing here tonight KP it's, maybe uh maybe a glass of vino there we go
1: sounds delicious Carm uh, big stretch ahead for the Bears at Tampa uh, in a week and uh, hopefully we'll be talking about a Bears victory but enjoy your dinner happy birthday to brother Carm. And uh, we'll check in later in the week, Carm.
2: All right, KP. Thanks, brother. All
1: right, thanks to Carm for joining me. You can hear him on WGN Radio, uh, Bears pregame and postgame with Dan Hampton and Ed Obradovich. They're always fired up, so we like to put a best of, Hampton and OB for the postgame pods. And here's what we got.
0: How stupid can you be? We played into the hands of the Packers today. We did exactly what they wanted us to do. We didn't threaten them. Folks, I'm telling you, if I watch this game film with these coaches, they wouldn't want to walk out of the room. They would be so embarrassed because we were so stupid today. Those are the words. Stupid. 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 Stupid is. Stupid does. How in God's name. On offense, there's five offensive linemen. A guard, two centers, and two tackles. Three of their starters go down in the first quarter for Green Bay. Three of them coming in behind three backups are playing against our vaunted defensive line and linebackers. Four defensive backs. Three starters went out for Green Bay. And we don't attack the center of the field. We don't go deep. They got coached from beginning to end. We had no answer. You can't make this stuff up. You can't be that stupid. I hope somewhere in Chicago, some paper has the guts to put out who lost the Bears' stupid coaches. Because that's exactly what happened, folks. That coaching staff in Green Bay is so much smarter than ours. They're not worried about these games. It's sickening when... Aaron Rodgers drove them for the decisive touchdown. He's in the end zone screaming to the fans. And let me tell you, you know why he owns? Because our coaching staff is the dumbest in the league. We have no other plan but to play stupid football. Come on. George McCaskey, enough is enough already. How can you sit there and watch a team and not take advantage of a depleted team Man wise, six starters are out,
2: and you don't attack, you don't go after them. God. That's uh, 312 Let's take a needed breather here. will beat. Bears go down 24
1: 14. All right, that's going to do it. Episode 11 of the WGN Radio Football Podcast. Thank you for listening. Thanks to Brian Altimer for Ernie Scatton for their help producing the podcast. Bears lose 24 14 to the Packers. Hopefully we're talking about a Bears victory in a week. I'm Kevin Powell. Thanks again for listening. This is the WGN Radio Football Podcast.